Thanks for being here. My name is Jess Fozard. And I'm Shane Fozard. And you're listening to the Relationship Success Podcast, a podcast for couples and singles. Where we're going to be sharing the tools and tips on relationships that pretty much everyone should have been taught at school that are going to vastly change the way that you do relationships. This episode is about why we don't get what we want in relationships and instead get what we tolerate. Shane and I were talking about this before we jumped on the podcast because we also have relationship standards that we're excited to talk to you guys about in a later episode. But today we're talking about self-standards. Now, the difference between relationship standards and self-standards is a relationship standard is one that you discuss with your partner and you set with your partner. A self-standard is something that you place on yourself for you to step up to the plate and for you to have that self-worth. So, for example, a dog trainer, right? They train dogs. Now, a dog trainer is going to have a higher standard placed on themselves to expect more from their dog than an average family that might own a dog. So you'll see that even if you have the same breeder dog from the same litter, if you give one to a family and one to a dog trainer, the dog trainer has high standards. They're going to have more come from the dog. Like the dog's going to be able to do more. It's going to be able to behave more. Whereas the family might have the dog just toilet trained and that's about it. So these things aren't because they sat down and discussed this with the dog. This isn't something they've placed together. This is because the the dog trainer has a higher standard set on themselves of what they expect and what they will allow and tolerate in their environment. Yeah. And it, it really does come down to that dog trainer, doesn't it? Around the dog trainer has a higher standard for the performance of the dog. And, and also the dog trainer has a higher standard for themselves to show up and go, okay, no, I can train this dog. Um, and, and we see this often in relationships, including our own relationship in the past, where so many people, they want and desire a better relationship, but they might actually have sometimes an abusive relationship, sometimes a, an argumentative relationship, sometimes an unsupportive relationship, simply because they actually get what they tolerate. And I know that's such a, a confronting message to consider that what, and you know, the, the reason why I have the quality of relationship in my life is because that's what I tolerate is actually true. And, and this is why it's so important to, to look at the standards. Now, again, this still fits within step one of our six-step honeymoon feeling forever system, step one being oneself. So it really is about, okay, how can you take on a, a higher standard for yourself? How can you hold yourself to a, a higher level and demand more from yourself in your relationship? How do you, how do you sort of acknowledge the self-worth that we have and go, okay, you know what? No, I deserve more. I, I'm going to expect more. I'm not going to accept this low level, this low quality, this this status of my relationship that is underperforming on what, what I hope and dream for. Mm. And I think you n- hit the nail on the head when you type in with self-worth, which is if we're tolerating anything abusive or unsupportive, it's be- usually 99% of the time with all the people we've worked with, with my own experience is usually to do with the fact that the person has lower self-worth and they may not be aware of it. Mm. But if you allow people to walk all over you, that's the standard that you're setting. That's yeah. what you're tolerating. 
And you have to be able to set your own boundaries first. You need to be able to put yourself first, love yourself first, because how can someone else love you if you don't love yourself? Mm. It won't matter if they love everything about you. If you don't love yourself, you won't receive it. And that needs to be the first standard is your self-worth, that you love yourself. Because the more that you love about yourself, the more you will receive love from others. Mm. The more you will not tolerate being treated any less than what you dream of or deserve or want. Mm. And I think you make a really good point around that, especially self-love. Self-love means that you can give the love to yourself. It's all fully within your own control. And I know that when we talk about relationships, we sometimes talk about you, you don't want to go into a relationship starving. You don't want to start a relationship starving. And, and sometimes we are starving. Sometimes we're, we're looking for the person that will make us feel something. I want to feel this feeling and I'm going to choose you to have the responsibility to make me feel that. And if you don't make me feel that, well, now I've got a problem. As opposed to going, okay, well, look, love first starts from within. Because if I can find, if I can give myself self-love and if I can have self-worth, then I can give more of myself to my partner. Yeah, a relationship really should be about what can I give to my to this relationship? What can I add to it? How can we amplify things within this this partnership that we have rather than what can I get out of this? How can I how can you make me feel something? How can you make me feel better today? How can you make me feel loved? How can you make me feel secure? If we can give it to ourselves and, and simply because when we do that, what we're doing is we're handing the power over to the other person and going, you now have the power to make me feel something as opposed to finding it within going, you know what? No, I, I need to learn to love myself first. And that's the first standard. I need to hold myself to a higher standard where I'm going to fall in love with me. I'm going to fall in love with me because is it not true that when you meet someone that truly does love themselves at an authentic level, they're able to then radiate that love out to everyone else. Mm-hmm. They're able to be like magnetic and it's not, not that, you know, there's other people that are, they pretend to be in love with themselves, but that's when you sort of get a feeling that's a bit more egotistical mm-hmm. and a bit more pride based. Mm-hmm. And this is like real authentic love where you just it's know. It's like a calm centeredness yeah. and uh, acceptance of themselves that if someone else doesn't approve or someone else thinks uh, in a negative way, they just don't care. Mm. It doesn't, it's like water off a duck's back. Mm. Not even phase. And it's it's not a ignoring it completely. It's more from a compassionate place. It's, yeah. it's more about, okay, I, I understand you've got an opinion and and you may disagree with that. And you know what? I love you all the same. And I love that you've got a difference of opinion. It's almost like you nothing can can break through that bubble of mm. self-love because it starts from within. No one else has control over it. Mm. And uh, I think that's one of the most powerful standards for people to adopt, first of all, because then you're not going into the relationship starving. Now, that doesn't necessarily stop conflicts. It doesn't necessarily stop. It's not to say, well, once you develop that bubble of self-love, you're now perfect and nothing's going to rattle your cage. You know, it's, it's really looking at overall, I think, you know, there's peaks and troughs in a relationship. It's really about, hey, is your relationship trending upwards or downwards? And, you know, are we, are we accepting a lower standard on ourselves to shop in that relationship is kind of what we're talking about. But look, the, the thing with, you know, uh, a lot of relationships is even if it's not 
quite satisfactory. If it's not, it's probably more satisfactory if you're staying in the relationship. But if it's not at the level you want, we're not necessarily saying you, you should leave or you're holding yourself to a standard means you leave. That's not necessarily the case. It also might be. It might be as well, yeah. yes. It's, it's really about just raising your standard and going, you know what, I'm not going to accept the past anymore. I'm not going to accept the way I'm being treated. I'm not going to accept these behaviours that are occurring that are below this new expectation I have on myself and what I want in my love life, in mm. my relationship. Absolutely. And circling back, something really um, important to my heart that I'd like to touch on with self-love is learning to love both sides of yourself or all the sides if there's more than two. So often people think, oh, I just need to fall in love with the positive attributes that or quote unquote positive. There really is no positive and negative, but we can get into that another time. When you also need to fall in love with all the things that you may perceive as negative, like stubbornness. Like, do you know how fruitful being stubborn can be in your life? There's so many other things that uh, I can think of, but one of them is a swear word, so I won't say them because children might be listening. But that that falling in love with all sides of yourself is really important as well, not just what you idolize as a positive or perfect person. And that really helps you set that standard of what you will and won't tolerate. So the first standard in setting self-standards is understanding you won't get what you want, you get what you tolerate. And what Mm -hmm. you tolerate is based on how much self-worth and self-love you have. So where are you going to set that self-worth, self-love standard? Boom, mic drop. That's a, that's a <laughs> sound bite there. <laughs> but yeah, like it, I think another way of thinking about this is, and again, through our experience, we've been running this course, Relationship Success, in a live format for a number of years. And I would say roughly about 70% of the people that are in the room are female and about 30% are probably male. Mm-hmm. And as a generalization, and of course, you know, generalizations can sometimes be inaccurate, but based on our experience, what we've seen is often a lot of masculine energies or men, um, which can sometimes be, you know, a female can be a masculine energy and maybe we don't have to need to lock it down to genders at all. But masculine energies tend not to hold themselves to a higher standard in their relationship. They tend to kind of sit back and kind of like don't rock the boat sort of perspective. It's like, oh, if it isn't broken, don't, no need to fix it. And often a feminine energy kind of wants their cup to be full or kind of wants to be filled up and is all about the emotions. And again, if you look at uh, statistics around divorce rates, I think roughly it was about 80% of divorces are initiated by the female in the relationship and then 20% by the males. So, you know, that we could look into and go, okay, well, that either says that females hit their threshold in terms of when they're not happy in a relationship to jump out faster than a male does, or men are just doing a lot of stuff that they just they shouldn't be doing or that they should be doing. And so one of the things I think about setting a self-standard is choosing, it's not just going, oh, well, I'm not going to accept this or I'm not going to accept that. Another part of it is going, you know what, I need to show up more in my relationship. And I know that uh, that was a big turning point for me in our relationship when I thought, you know, I have to show up more. I have to, yes, I look, if I don't show up, then, you know, we'll probably still stay together. We'll still, you know, pretend, Jess is rolling her eyes up, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I have self-standards over yeah. here. <laughs> but that was, I know that was kind of almost like the, 
the dysfunctional side of me trying to convince myself not to put in that effort. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, maybe you don't have to. You know, mm-hmm. she's in love with you and, you know, she should just, you know, accept you for who you are, warts and all, as we sometimes say. Um, and, but I think if you, I know for me it was that turning point again, you know what? No, I have to, I have to show up. I have to step up more. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. But is okay enough? Is that the standard that I'm going to accept of myself? Or can I bring more of myself to the relationship? Can I light up my partner even more so? How can I be the partner of my partner's dreams? Because if I can do that, rather than, I I think, again, even in society, I know with my upbringing, you're always looking, there's this idea that you're you're looking for the person of your dreams. Where's the the woman of my dreams? Where's the man of my dreams? Mm. That's such a, it's the language that is within our society, the woman of your dreams, the man of your dreams. I don't think we've ever thought, hang on, I need to show up as the man of of that person's dreams. I need to show up as the woman of that person's dreams. Or the person. Yeah. As the person of that person's dreams. Yeah. and. And to keep showing up, mm. even oh, we've been married a number of years now, to then go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's five, take a moment to laugh about a number of years. <laughs> it's five. <laughs> I love you. But, I, but it's, I think it's, it's about drawing a line in the sand and going, okay, how do I show up tomorrow as the partner of your dreams? Yeah. Again and, and again and again and again. Can I ask you um, if this is, if you feel this resonates with you being the masculine energy predominantly in our relationship, that as a masculine energy, is it more of a case of if you're not showing up in, in the relationship proactively, it's often wait until there's pain and then I'll show up? Yeah. I mean, this comes into psychology around our motivation strategies. What is a strategy that motivates us? And again, there's a generalization that would suggest that masculine energies are motivated by a challenge. And often we don't recognize a challenge until there's a problem. Oh, you got a problem? Let me help you solve it. And sometimes that problem is in the relationship. Oh, no, now, now there's a problem. Now you're upset. Now I'll do whatever it takes to take you out of being upset. And then when you're not upset, well, it's just smooth sailing. I don't really need to do too much. Now I can go play golf. Now I can play cricket. Now I can go play football, whatever it is. There's so much on this topic that I want to talk about. But this specific podcast is about self-standards self-standards, and what we get, what we tolerate, not what we want. So how you can raise your self-standards, whether it's about showing up more in the relationship or whether it's about having higher self-love and self-worth on yourself, regardless of what you identify with as your gender. This is applied for everybody. And that how you show up, as you said, also changes how your partner shows up in the relationship. So if you're showing up as the person of their dreams, then they're going to show up more to be the person of your dreams. And and I love that point because if you walk in from work and you're all grouchy, then the person you're calling out of your partner is someone who's going to deal with a grouchy person. And that's not exactly always going to be the most loving um, scenario. Not to say that. You can't ever come home grouchy. I mean, it's your safe place, but what are you calling higher of yourself? Now, for me, this all is quite personal with tolerating and self-standards because for a long period of time, um, I've talked about that I was sexually abused early in my life on previous podcasts. After that, I kept going from relationship to relationship of abuse and cheating and really being treated like I wasn't worth anything. And it wasn't until I realized that I needed 
to change my self-worth, that I was the common denominator and that my self-worth was the number one thing that I could change, that I actually became happy being single, fell in love with myself, and then I found you. Of course, I was like, timing's not great because I'm enjoying being by myself. Mm -hmm. However, it ended up being the perfect timing because I really love being with you as well. It was such a pivotal moment to change my own self-worth and see how that translated to the outside world. Incredible. Blew Mm -hmm. my mind. Yeah. It's like change your inner world and therefore that changes your outer world. And so often we just change the outer world. If I change the outer world, then surely my inner world will feel better. It doesn't always work like that. In fact, often it doesn't work like that. So let's kind of, I guess, talk about what sort of action people can can use or how do you put this into perspective? How do you how do you take action on this? Well, if, I guess the question you can start by asking yourself is, what have you been tolerating about yourself that you could improve on? Where have you not been holding yourself to a higher standard? And then another question is, you know, what are you tolerating in your relationship that you have the power and choice to improve? So we will talk about relationship standards throughout this podcast and not this episode, but another episode. So it's really about how can you take responsibility? How can you take the power? What choices can you make without even talking to your partner that is going to literally improve your relationship very quickly? So if you were going to raise your standard, what would you raise your standards to? Now, this isn't about perfection. It's about holding an intention to raise to a new standard and becoming aware of when you have dropped below this standard and then making the commitment to raise it again. There's mm. good, we're human. There's yeah. going to be times that you don't uphold it, but keep yourself aware of it so that you can re-raise yourself. It's allowing yourself to go through those peaks and troughs and hopefully over time you trend upwards, still with peaks and troughs, but it's a continual journey, just aiming for more, occasionally falling short, and then self-correcting, continually focusing on progress, not perfection. Thank you for listening to this episode about self-standards. We look forward to hearing from you on how this has helped you. I know self-standards for us has been massively powerful. Subscribe and follow for more insights and tips. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.